0: Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I'm excited about this second lesson. Uh, This is out of Matthew 13. We're looking at the entire chapter. Jesus taught us seven parables. They're called the kingdom parables. And uh, in these parables, he revealed secrets that have never been revealed before. The Bible says, God kept them secret from the foundation of the earth. But Jesus is releasing them for the first time, which is absolutely amazing. And he gave us what's also called the number one secret in all the Bible. We'll look at that today. And then uh, he talked about something that nobody knew about. He, he, he let everybody know there's going to be a church age. And he did it through these parables. I'm going to reach out to the non-Jews. I'm going to take the Jews. Uh, the, you know, the Bible tells us in Daniel that after Jesus came for the first time, there would be seven years left on the Jewish calendar. He said, I'm going to pause that. You guys didn't know it, but I'm pausing it. And there's going to be a church age. It's been over 2,000 years for us. There's seven years left on the Jewish time clock. That's the seven-year tribulation period. We, we will see that in these parables. We're going to have a blast. Uh, today, we want to talk about that number one secret. And it reminded me of a Joe story. Uh, this is something my parents taught uh, us boys. I had six brothers I was number four, so three above, three beneath. And um, my dad taught this. My mom taught it. And I remember my older brothers were all in Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, and I couldn't wait until I became older and I could get into Cub Scouts and into Boy Scouts. I was so excited about it. And uh, finally, I came of age, and I asked dad, I said, can I go? And dad kind of tried to talk me out of it because mom didn't have her driver's license license until my brother Tony was in high school. So she was an immigrant. She never went to get it. So dad's working most of the time two jobs and driving us boys around. And he tried to talk me out of it. But finally, I begged him. He said, all right, I'll take you. I took your brother's. I'll take you. And I remember the first night I went to Cub Scouts, guys. I hated it. And... Uh, I hated the person leading it. I hated the, most of the kids and, and I just hated the uniform. I just thought, ah, they changed the uniform. I don't like it. And uh, uh, so we were coming home and I thought, I'll wait one more week, give it one more try. And I go to the second week and I hated it even more. So we're driving home. I said, dad, I just, I want to quit. I said, I'll do you a favor, man. You don't have to drive me anymore. I'm just going to quit. And to my surprise, my dad looked at me and he said, son, I'm not going to allow you to do that. Here's a lesson in life. If you start something, you need to finish it. And I said, Dad, come on. He said, at the end of the year, if you don't like it, he said, you can quit. And my dad kept driving me, as tough as that was, because he wanted me to learn this lesson. And he taught it to us boys over and over again. And I'm so thankful because it's part of the greatest secret in the Bible. And when I accepted Christ, I made this decision because of what Mom and Dad taught us. I made the decision, come hell or high water, I'm going to follow Jesus and I'm not going to stop. I'm never going to walk away. And there have been many opportunities, just as in many of your lives, for us to walk away, right? But I made a decision. I am not ever going to quit. Something mom and dad taught us. And it's in this first, most important secret in the Bible. And what I did is I worked it into my big idea, and uh, it made my big idea a little longer but I put it in there, I paraphrased it, and then we'll see it come alive in the parable, the first parable we're going to look at. But, but here's how it goes. It goes like this. We must keep hearing with open and obeying ears for scriptures to become clear. And you might look at it at first and say, so what? Um, scriptures become clear. That means you understand them. Is that such a big deal? Yeah, it's everything. It's your freedom. It's everything. It's you overcoming everything, walking through life with purpose, you being able to walk in joy and patience, the whole deal. But notice, again, we must keep hearing, and we're going to find out the enemy wants to stop you from hearing with open, but not just open ears, obeying ears. And this is the number one secret in the Bible. We learn it in this parable. Jesus talked about it in another location just to put a little meat on this. Take a look at John chapter eight, verse 31. It says, so Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, could be non-Jews like ourselves. It doesn't matter whoever believes in him. Here's what Jesus says to us. If you abide in my word, what does that mean? Well, I'm reading the Amplified Classic Edition because they told us what it meant. Um, If you abide in my word, that means to hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them. That's open and obeying ears right there, right? He goes on to say, you are truly my disciples. So I've been pastoring believers for 40 years this August. We'll celebrate in October. We're gonna have like a celebration for our 40th anniversary as a church. It's gonna be a lot of fun. But guys, I've had the opportunity to watch Christians, right? And as I've had this beautiful opportunity to watch Christians, I have watched a lot of Christians never become true disciples. Because a true disciple is someone who follows Jesus and, and they do that by hearing and obeying and then they make other disciples and it's it just, it's amazing. But here's what's most amazing, the next verse, verse 32, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the word know, you don't have to remember, it. it's a Greek word, gnosko. It means to thoroughly understand. And Jesus says, you'll thoroughly understand the truth. And then that truth will set you free. The truth doesn't set us free. It's the truth that we come to understand. And guys, it's a process. It takes a long time. And it's a little bit by little bit. But God starts opening up our ears. And I love the way he says it here. That truth that you know sets you free. And I just think about my life. I think about all the hangups I had when I accepted Christ. I had tons of hangups. And I think of all the things I struggled with. But I look back over my life and say, Lord, you've set me free from almost all of them. I'm still dealing with a couple of things, but you set me free from almost everything. And Lord, I'm walking with purpose. Lord, I'm walking in peace and joy. I've learned how to pull your strength. I can do anything through Christ. I learned all those things. But guys, here's how it comes. We must keep hearing with open and obeying ears for scriptures to become clear. And here's the deal you accepted Christ and the enemy lost you. You know, he's really upset that he can't go to heaven and you are. He doesn't like any of us. So here's his goal. If he can't stop you from going to heaven, which he can't, you accepted Christ. His goal is to make your life on earth as miserable as possible. Uh, Because do you know that earth is as close to hell as a Christian will ever get? Yeah, it's, and earth is as close to heaven as a non-Christian will ever get. So uh, he, he wants to make your life down here as miserable as possible, and so he's going to try to stop you. Uh, so let's look at our first parable. Uh, what's cool about these parables is Jesus um, taught the parable, but in this first one, he also gives us the interpretation. And I think this parable, because it's the number one secret in all the Bible, is... Um, he didn't want us preachers to mess it up, so he just went ahead and interpreted. He does it with one other parable here. We'll see in, uh, soon, uh, not today, and it also has to do with a different kind of sower. So let's read Matthew 13:1. On the same day, Jesus went out to the uh, of the house and sat by the sea, and great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables. Remember, it's a parable. It's a, laid down, it's a natural story laid down besides a spiritual truth that helps us understand that truth, saying, here's the first parable, the number one secret's in here. Behold, a sower went out to sow. The sower could be me right now as I'm teaching. It could be you when you teach a connect group. It could be any preacher, or it could be you reading the word of God. That's the sower, right? And it's the word of God. But listen to verse four. And as he sowed, some fell. Some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. So a couple things. The wayside is that path in between rows of crops, and you just keep walking on it, and it becomes as hard as asphalt. So if a seed hits it, it can't go in. And every parable that Jesus shared throughout the New Testament, throughout the Bible, is a bird is always the devil. So you'll see that in the interpretation, but it's the devil, right? It goes on to say, verse 5, some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. We'll talk about that one. Verse 7, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. And thorns, this particular word, it's talking about a specific kind of plant. It's not like weeds in our garden. A thorn was a plant that grew tall, and what it would do is wrap around the stem of a good plant, and it would choke it out so they could bring no nourishments up from the soil. And uh, the enemy has a way of trying to do that to us too. But verse 8, but others fell on good ground and yielded the crop, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30, and they're all great, right? And then verse 9, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus said this over and over, and over again, and I'm going to play on this thing called ears today, because it's how God's word gets inside of our hearts, so uh, this is the number one secret in this parable, Jesus was teaching this parable in Mark 2, he didn't teach the other seven, but he taught this one, and uh, I love what he said, right after he taught it, just before he interpreted, he said this in Mark 4, 13, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables. And that's where he's telling us, guys, this is the number one secret in all the Bible. And if you don't understand how this works, and if you don't understand how the enemy is going to try to stop you from obeying with open and and hearing with open and obeying ears, and guys, you'll never understand. You'll never be set free. And so he's given us this number one secret that opens up the door to everything. If we can understand this, then we can understand anything in the Bible. And that's pretty exciting. Hey, have you ever heard this? I quoted this my whole Christian walk. I remember the first time I heard it. I didn't think it was fair. Jesus said it, and many of you have quoted it. You all know it, probably, if you've been around in God any length of time. But the Bible says, to him who has much, even more will be given, and they'll have an abundance. But he that has little even the little they have will be taken away. Have you ever heard that quoted, guys? Have you ever quoted it? Yeah, sure, we've heard it. And it doesn't seem fair, but do you know it's connected to the number one secret? And uh, let me show it to you, again, out of the Amplified, because they just do a better job. But Matthew 13, 12, this is our, our text, Matthew 13. For whoever has spiritual knowledge, to him more will be given. What happens? They're being more and more set free, right? They're growing. It's, uh, it's amazing. And he will be furnished richly so that he will have an abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Did you know this is all about understanding? And so after pastoring believers for 40 years, again, I have been able to watch people, and I've watched people have fruit in their life, and then I've watched it disappear because they didn't understand the strategies of the devil, and he he stopped them from listening with open and obeying ears. And he got the best of them. And so I don't want that to happen in any one of our lives, right? I want us to all go the distance. I don't want us to quit Cub Scouts over in Borman here in Warren, online guys, guys at TCI. We got to stick with the Cub Scouts. If we started, we got to finish it, right? So here's how I want to look at this. We're going to look at the interpretation. Here's the first thing. Uh, I call it deaf ears. And uh, a deaf ear means you're by the wayside, your hard ground. It's talking about your heart, right? And I want to help you understand what makes our ears deaf. And you can have open ears in one part of the Bible and deaf ears in another. Did you know that? And and we've all have, have had that, right? So what makes our ears closed or deaf? Guys, there's two things. One is since the time you were born, since you took your first breath as you grew up in this world, the culture of this world, the ways of this world, they became our belief system, right? And if we didn't grow up in church, man, I had it rooted deep. They weren't necessarily bad things, but they weren't, uh, you know, scriptural. And so I would hear the word of God and I would instantly reject it as a young Christian. And I say, I don't believe that. How about turn the other cheek. I remember the first time I heard that, I was sitting there going, that ain't going to happen. My, my, my daddy taught me get revenge. And uh, we were Italian. That's just what Italians do. I'm sure a lot of human beings do that, right? And so I struggled with that. How about forgiveness? I have relatives. It's been 50 years and they still haven't forgiven people that have wronged them. Family members that have wronged them. Those were contrary. And when I first heard them, my ears were closed and I would reject them. I remember as a young person, I would read scriptures about purity or I'd hear a preacher. I think, no, I don't agree with that. This is an old book. These things don't apply today because I was doing some sins and I didn't want to quit doing those sins. And what happens is you have a belief system that's not correct and then you hear a scripture and and then the enemy speaks to your head, right? And he just tells you, oh, that's not true. Here's why it's not true. This is the reason. That's the reason. And he'll do it in every part of the Bible. That's okay. That means we're normal, right? But what we need to do is come to the place to where we humble ourselves. And this is what I have practiced my whole life. I still practice it to this day. And if you're listening to me, your attitude just needs to be, oh, Father, I don't agree with him. I'm sure he's a good guy, but I don't agree with him. And... Uh, But here's my prayer, Lord. If he's right, would you open up my eyes to it? And if if he's wrong, would you open up his eyes to the fact he's wrong? I'm not asking you to swallow what I say, but at least have the attitude, right? Or you're going to be reading the scriptures, minding your own business, and you're going to see something, and and you're going to want to reject it because your ears are closed, right? And so you might be wide open in one area, closed in another. It happens to all of us. You know what else will, will make our ears deaf? Offenses, and uh, it, you could be offended by a church, a pastor could do something, and it, or someone in the church can do something, someone else can do something. And that offense will cause us to close down. And no matter, uh, we just don't wanna hear about God anymore. We don't wanna follow God anymore. And guys, here's what you need to do. You have to understand Jesus is not the one that offended you. And no matter what anybody did, you have to keep following sweet Jesus, right? And you may need to protect yourself for a little while, but follow the word of God keep hearing. Why? Well, guys, here's why. Um, it says we must keep hearing with open and obeying ears. What happens? The scriptures become clear. So here, here's the parable, uh, the interpretation, Matthew 13, 18. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, the word of God, and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches away. Remember, that's the bird. Doesn't understand it means their ears are deaf. What was sown in his heart? This is he who receives seed by the wayside or the hard ground. And guys, I have been hard in different areas of my life. God can open up our, our heart. I want to give you a story of hope and prayer, because uh, you may know some people that uh, you know. You say they have deaf ears in this area or that area. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's your kids. It could be anybody, right? Somebody you work with. They know the Lord, but they're just kind of close to this, close to that, and. What you want to do is pray. So I found this out three months ago, two weeks before I had my stroke, I found this out. But I knew this guy for almost two decades and he was very involved in our church, but I never knew the story. And he told me, and so when I was preparing this lesson, I called him. I said, Hey, can I share the story? He said, yeah. I said, would you remind me of the facts? Because I don't want to mess it up. And so he gave me all the facts and I wrote them down. He said, you can share my name. And I said, I will not do that because no one will ever tell me a good story ever again. So I can't do that. Right? So he told me the story. He said, his wife came to believers first and she's coming and she's coming. And she just kept begging him to come. He didn't want to come. He, He knew Jesus, but that was it. So he says, Uh, One day he finally told her, I'll go. And he sits through service. Just imagine he's here. I I had not met him yet. Sits through service and they get into their car and she looks at him and says, what did you think? And here's what he said. Pastor Joe is full of S-H-I-T. Only he said the word. And uh, I said, you said that word? He said, I did. He said, and I felt that you were. And I said, you said I was full of poo-poo. He said, yeah, I said you were full of poo-poo. I said, that's kind of mean, but uh, here's... Here's what was really crazy. Here's what was really crazy. He said he did it every Sunday for two years. Think about that. He'd get in the car every Sunday for two years. His wife would look at him and he'd say, he's still full of SHIT. Two years. And then he said one week, he was sitting in service around a little bit over two years. And he said the lights went on and he saw it. He got in the car and said, Pastor Joe is awesome. And I said, well, that's good. <laughs> And, and guys, let me tell you, God used him. He's still an amazing blessing to our church. But I never knew that story. I said, that's a hopeful story. It will work with my lesson, right? Um, can we thank God that he can change anybody right now? Come on, over and boring. He can change anybody. <laughs> I still laugh about it every time I think about it. All right, then, then here's the next one. It's called Quick Ears, guys. And you have to what you don't understand about quick ears is they pass the first test. They, they, they're, they're open ears. They're receiving, guys. They're receiving. And they want to obey, but they don't have enough time to obey. And Jesus talks to us about this one. And it says in Matthew 13, 20, but he who received the seed on stony places. So in the natural story, it's just a, uh, there's stones underneath and the the soil's not deep enough for the roots to grow out. Uh, This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. So I thought I'd call him, uh, Quick ears, right? They receive it with joy immediately. A good person, great attitude. Yet they have no root in themselves, but endure only for a while. Why? Why don't they have root? They didn't have enough time. And the enemy thought, well, their ears aren't deaf anymore. They humbled themselves before God and they're just saying, God, I want to know the truth. And they're receiving what God says as soon as they hear it, but, said, but only endure for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises, because of the word that they heard and understood and received, immediately they stumble. So the enemy, if he, if he can't keep your ears deaf, if you all of a sudden there's a Christian say, God, I, I don't agree with this, but I want to know the truth. Just open my ears up. Okay. So then you're going on and you receive it. He says, First thing I'm going to do is hit you head on, and I will hit you with tribulation or persecution. He doesn't cause all persecution or tribulation. Well, he probably causes all persecution, but not all tribulation. But if you want to see what the devil has the ability to do, I'm not trying to glorify him. Read Job's chap- Job chapters 1 and 2. And God pulls back the curtain and shows us he can inspire people to come against you. He has that ability. They don't know they're being used but he can do it. He did it to uh, to Job through his neighbors. Uh, He can even sometimes control some of the elements, but whether it's him or it's just the fact that life is full of storms and problems, what the enemy will do as soon as they come, he will start talking to your head. The Bible's not true. And I want you to see this, guys. This is really important. They come, they arise because of the word. Immediately they stumble. So this is the word that they said, I believe that, God. And typically what the enemy will do when you accept a part of the word, he will hit you with a circumstance that's contrary to the words you just believed. And he wants to get you to say, well, the Bible must not be true. Look, at I'm following you, God, and look what you did. Look at what you allowed to happen. And he wants to do anything he can to cause you to stop. So the devil hits you head on. And guys, he stunned us to me over and over. But like my daddy taught me, man, come hell or high water, I'm not quitting. I'm gonna follow Jesus. And many of you are in that same boat. Probably the majority of you, right? But he'll try to stop us. But what happens if we pass the first one? Our ears are open. We pass this one. I don't care what comes into my life. I'm gonna keep following Jesus. Mm, the next one, I still struggle with this next one in some ways, and 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 I call it dirty ears. And so. Did you know your spiritual ears can be full of wax, right? They can be dirty, and the enemy will dirty your ears up. And guys, I still stump or struggle with, with one of these uh, regularly, and we'll talk about it. But let's read the parable, Matthew 13, 22. Now, he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world. The seefulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. So just imagine, you know, little green tomatoes on the plant. They're they're not full size yet. And just imagine that tear wrapping around the plant. We don't seem to have them here, but they're still in the Middle East, and it chokes the plant out, right? Um, That's what's happening. And Mark teaches this too. The parable is recorded in Mark. He adds one more thing. So let's look at Mark chapter 4, verse 19. And the cares of this world. This is the one I struggle with still the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things. Entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So think about it. The devil had us closed ears, right? Just our belief system that was wrong, and uh, him putting some thoughts in our head, and us rejecting, or we're offended. And, and, and then we receive quickly, but Life hits us, and we, we're offended by life, you know, and we, we, we just stop hearing. We have to keep hearing with open and obeying ears, right? So then you pass those tests, and the enemy says, you know what I'll do? I'm going to come through the back door, and he comes through these three things, and that's the back door. And he's, he's done it in my life many times, you know, as I've walked with the Lord for over 45 years now. He's hit me with all of these. Now it's just one that really gets me, and it's the cares of this world. The cares of this world are typically good things that are uh, unbalanced in our life. That's all it is. It's good things that uh, become the priority over God's word. That's all it is. And even to this day as Pastor Joe, guys, there are certain things that creep in and I become out of balance. And and I never hurt my study life because that's like you working your job, right? So I have to study and prepare my lesson. But my everyday word life, just my personal life, the word and prayer, Sometimes it gets a little out of balance and I find I'm not listening to the word as much. I I find I'm not praying as much. So if it's happening to me, I think it happens to all of us. So usually twice a year, I have what I call a prioritizing, come to Jesus, talk me and Jesus. And and I say, you're right, I have to prioritize. You know, we all have different things we really like, right? Sometimes it's just family and just uh, overemphasizing family and not giving God any time. But for me, one of the things I love to do, and I'm telling on myself is I love good sci-fi and action movies and series, right? A series is like, you know, 20 episodes or whatever. And every now and then I, I look and I go, man, I'm just, I'm spending way too much time in this. I'm not one of those preachers that don't watch TV, right? So I'm like, or sports can get me. Oh my gosh, sports can get me. So I, I think, oh, okay, God, I'm going to readjust. And I just readjust. It's that simple, Right. Uh, all of us have to do it. And I don't know about you, but that encourages me, right? But I remember at every stage in life, I think the toughest stage of life, in my opinion, and I know it could be argued, is when you have young kids. I think that's the toughest stage of life. And I want you young parents to know, I pray for you all the time. I'm watching my children raise young, young kids and it gets a little easier, but it has other problems when they're, you know, in high school and junior high. But man, when they're little, oh my gosh and uh, it, it is rough, and it is tough, and I remember we were worn out a lot, right, and just the thought of having to read the Bible, just, and so you may not be able to do as much, but you just say, you know what, I've got to put some time in, I've got to obey some scriptures, and do what they ask me to do, and God will give you the grace, but every stage is going to be a little more difficult. Now that we're older, we're empty nesters, and we're grandparents, we tell our kids, hey, um, we're free on Friday night. We're not doing nothing. We're old people. So uh, you want to drop the kids off and go out? Go ahead. You need some help? We'll help you, right? And, and that's okay. Now now take a look at this. and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, uh, I struggled with this as a young Christian. This is just, you can be poor or wealthy. I was poor at the time, but um, uh, it's just when uh, things of this earth, you pursue them and put too much time into them. So if you have a business, you have to work it, right? But in anything we do in this world, We can pursue things just too heavily, so you're going to have to make sure that stays in balance. And the last one, as a young Christian, I'm just being honest, I dealt with it, desire for other things. That Greek word means lustful, sinful desires, and as a young Christian, I had to fight off some desires, right? And now this is not a big deal, but back then it was a big deal as a single man, and I just remember Uh, there were times when I had to have that come to Jesus. I repent, I'm wrong, you're right, Jesus. Talk, right? And so uh, God was writing a letter in the book of James to a group of Christians. These guys had all three of these going on in their lives. And so it's really interesting. You want to read chapter three, chapter four. Um, But take a look in James 4, 8, just a conclusion, one verse. It says, "Come close to God, and God will come close to you." It's just us saying, "You know what, God? I realize I'm off balance here. I'm going to come to you." And then it says this: "Wash your hands, you sinners." And I remember as a young Christian, there were times when I say, "God, I got caught up in this sin, that sin. I repent. I repent, God. I- I'm sorry." And then I'd say, "Would you give me the grace to overcome this?" Because I, I'm sorry today, but I'm going to be tempted tomorrow. So could you help me out, Lord God? And and I'd purify that heart uh, or, or I, I'd, I'd wash my hands. But then he says, purify your hearts. And that would be the clutter of this world. Just saying, all right, I'm going to purify my heart. And then you see the context where your loyalty is divided between God and the world. So I don't know about you, but it frees me. I, I like to be transparent and, and, and be honest. Um, it frees me to know that probably until the day I die, I'll deal with the cares of this world. And they'll try to choke the word, right? So uh, it's something we're all going to deal with. And, and, and I just want you to see the big picture now. This is a lay down beside story. Jesus said we can be deaf ears, right? Uh, he says that um, we can be quick ears, we can be dirty ears. And I think most of us, if we've been with God long enough, we're still following. The dirty ears is the one we deal with and life will try to come in and clutter us. And so I want to encourage you, uh, guys, if you have some deaf ears in a way, Father, if I'm wrong, show me. If they're, they're wrong, show them. But Lord, I want to open up. I want to know the truth. And for dirty ears, Lord, I'm going to cleanse myself. I'm going to readjust everything. And guys, if you stick with it, and the majority of you listening have stuck with it, right? Um, then we become this one, open ears. And he that has ears, let him hear, right? That's what Jesus is saying. And I love how he interprets it, Matthew 13, 23. But he who received the seed, on good ground. The word of God's the same in all four soils. So God never changes. Uh, Any soil could have produced this, but the enemy uh, stole it from them, right? So we must keep hearing with open and obeying ears for scriptures to become clear. But now we know some of his techniques. I think that's good. Jesus is revealing the techniques, right? Uh, But he who received the seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. That means they keep uh, hearing and obeying Understanding comes, which means that they're set free, and they indeed bear fruit and produce some a hundredfold, some 60, and some 30. And I, another pleasure of being pastor for 40 years, guys, is I've watched people produce 100-folds. I've watched them produce 60, 30. They're all good. And I, I'm looking at a bunch of you right now. I know a bunch of you in Boardman because you, before we opened Boardman, you came here. And guys, it's exciting to watch God set people free, people grow. It's a process that takes time. But the, the number one thing you want to walk away with, a couple of things, is don't quit Cub Scouts, okay? Stay with the Cub Scouts. And, and then secondly, uh, you just want to keep hearing with open and obeying ears and put it into practice when you hear it. And then you'll become a true disciple of Jesus. The most exciting thing to me is we become free. And I'm so excited about God, how I've watched God free so many of you, how he's freed me. Guys, can we take a moment uh, in Borman here and Warren online, in the chat rooms, guys at TCI, um, our TV audience, can we just take a moment? Can we say thank you, Jesus? Can we just thank him for this truth that he revealed to us? Thank you, Lord God, so much. Thank you so much. Let's pray. Bow our heads, close our eyes. Uh, I believe for some, this will be a, a God moment, right? It's just a God moment in our lives. And uh, first thing we want to do is the old deaf ears. Let's, let's be healed and have our hearing come, right? And you know who you are. I don't have to give you a list. If you feel you've been closed in some ways, just pray that prayer. Lord, I, I ask you if I'm wrong in what I believe or, what I haven't received from you, would you open up my eyes and show me the truth? And God will do that. I don't think the preacher today has a, you know it's not hard to hear what I had to say today, so it's not gonna be me, it's gonna be us. And every time you read the Bible, have that attitude. Lord, I'm struggling with this, I don't understand it, Uh, it doesn't make sense, I don't wanna do it. Open up my spiritual eyes, Lord. Open up my eyes, help me see the truth. And then uh, for some, maybe it's clutter, you know, maybe it's dirty ears. And uh, just have a Jesus moment now and then take it further Monday. But just a Jesus moment. Say, Lord, I have to rebalance my life here or there. Maybe some of you are having to repent from some sin and say, God, I need your grace to be free. Maybe you need an accountability partner. You need to tell someone, hey, I need your help in this area. And you know what? You'll be shocked. They'll tell you, oh, I struggle with that too. So don't worry. No one's going to judge you. Um, But you might need a person to help you. And so, As we humble ourselves before God, Father, I thank you for revealing this truth to us. It's amazing. Thank you for the number one secret in the Bible. And Lord, may we never forget this secret. May we see it more and more clearly. And heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you're listening right now and you're not sure of your eternity. You're not sure if you were to die, if you go to heaven or hell. And you may have grown up in a church. Maybe you didn't um maybe you before you were here before you listened online you weren't even sure if god existed but right now you can sense something's happening you know what jesus said he said i'm the way the truth and the life whoever believes in me will not perish but have everlasting life he says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that i'm the savior and that i was raised from the dead i'll save you and if you're here right now and you say that's me That's how you enter into the kingdom. That's how you become a potential good crown, right? You have to first come into the kingdom. So if you're listening, you say, that's me. I want to pray with you right now. And if you mean this prayer, a miracle will happen. The rest of us are going to help you. Over in Boardman here, TCI, online, man, we're going to help you. And would you say this after me? Again, if you're saying it for the first time, simply mean it. Say, Lord God, I realize I was born sin-stained, and I need a Savior. I repent of all my sins and I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the only way to heaven. And this day, I receive you as Savior and I confess you as Lord. Thanks for saving my soul and I make a decision this day to follow you and I'm not going to quit. Amen, amen.